go. Hello everyone, welcome back for another episode of The Campfire. Today we are discussing uh, a truly unique film entitled Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker came out in 1991, uh, was made by Frank Hennenlotter, uh, who you may probably know mildly from Basket Case. He made all three of those. Uh, he made a wonderful little movie called Brain Damage, which I'm assuming that sooner or later we'll get to. Then he made an extremely strange sex horror movie called uh, uh, Bad Biology about uh, a man with a gigantic killer penis and a woman with a killer <laughs> vagina finding love. It was co-written by him and R.A. the Rugged Man. Wow. Uh, ever that since sounds then, like a winner. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> in, in its own right. Uh, ever since then, he's been doing documentaries. Uh, he did a documentary on Herschel Gordon Lewis, the godfather of gore. He invented the Splatter movie. And uh, he did like a, a documentary about 70s uh, sexploitation movies. Yeah, the tagline for IMDb about this uh, wonderful movie, Frankenhooker, is a medical student sets out to recreate his decapitated fiance by building her new body made out of Manhattan Street prostitutes. Which is pretty much exact that you couldn't sum the movie up better than that, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that with just the most batshit, <laughs> shit jam-packed within... Uh, I mean, that's the bare bones of it, really, but... Yeah, but oh, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie never starts on the rails. It's all the way off the rails. <laughs> right off the beginning, from the very first scene. Very first scene. That, uh, that, that brain. It opens up with him at the kitchen table. Yeah, he's, he's at the kitchen table. He's got a, uh, a brain with an eyeball in a jar of this strange purple goo. Just a free-floating eyeball inside of the, in the center. It's just a brain and an eyeball. Yeah. And he's jamming scalpels <laughs> in it trying to make it work. Right, right. While the rest of the family is uh, they're having about their... Uh, they're having a birthday party for, for uh, his girlfriend's father. You know, he's, he's dicking around with this here uh, floating eyeball brain, jamming scalpels and what have you in there, and all the crevasses. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you think it's almost, they're almost setting up like it's a dream sequence as you hear, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Yeah. Almost like he's being woken up and it's just like, no, it's the mom just asking him to pass the ketchup. The ketchup. The brain thing. <laughs> no one seems to, like, between his girlfriend's parents, the people at the party, and even his own mother, seem to be even mildly disturbed he has this weird living eyeball brain jar thing right, right. going um, on. And this is all before the, the beginning credits even roll. So uh, they invite Jeffrey to join the party because, you know, he's really bringing everybody down with his eyeball work on the uh, kitchen table while they're trying to make coleslaw and have a party. So he comes outside and the uh, his girlfriend is presenting her father the present Jeffrey had built for her, which is a... A remote control, yeah, uh, yeah, lawnmower. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really. I mean, it could it could work on its own though, right? You didn't have to no, no. She it had she had the hand box. Okay, and, and uh, you know you could control speed. Okay, how fast that their blades whirling. So you you, know? be, you had to be present when this thing's working. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. just walk inside and have. But to you know, she, even the first attempt to use this thing, she wasn't didn't have the presence of mind to realize <laughs> that she was standing in front of it as she was demonstrating. With the remote. It's slow moving, too. You yeah. think she would have... And he yells for her. He yells for her to get out of the way. Yeah, you know, the, the, the there's warning, he's warning her. The party yeah. guests are warning her. And she just turns around and instead of moving lazily to the left to avoid her demise, she just does the 80s horror movie girl scream. <laughs> 
And then smash cut to blood hitting a gnome. Yeah. And then we go into our opening title sequence. Which I, I like that they did that with the blood hitting the gnome. It, it kept it, uh, it, it, it's not too intense right off the get. It's <laughs> a foreshadowing of what's going to happen later. Well, it's, it's about as mild as it's going to get yeah, in this movie. absolutely. So we go into our title sequence and you can see he's working with some sort of schematic of a woman. And uh, we flash to a new segment he watches where they kind of catch you up on that she had been rained down in a million pieces and that there are pieces missing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Notably the head. It's the, uh, and it's that really awkward detective. Yeah, he's scratching his head. You know, like, you know, this guy, he's a consummate professional. He's scratching his head. He's looking around, uh, counting clues. Yeah. Literally counting. Counting. With his finger, yeah. like, like, body, and he has to, mm, he scratches his head, start again, counting body parts. <laughs> like, you know what, that head is missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very comical. They, they shot it to you with a filter that looked really great. It looked way shittier than television did back then. Yeah. It had warped edges at parts, and it looked really cool. And it looked like everything was put through, like, a pink and purple filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everything was, like, tones of pinks and purples in this movie. Do you think that was intentional, or do you think that was the a look they got after messing with their, their, their chroma key and everything? For I the... think it was intentional, because if you notice, a lot of even the, the set design and set pieces were purple, like the goo. You're right. Her you're dress. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the lightning was yeah. all purple. Right, right. Um, the brain was purple. The the goo the brain was in was purple. It was yeah, it was a very uh, colorful yeah. Uh, movie. Yeah, uh, almost cartoonish in a lot of ways. Without looking, I mean, the effects look pretty good. Pretty um, yeah, well, it'd be pretty good for uh, no but oh, Hold on, the, the budget on this thing was like <laughs> two million, I think. Wow, that's that's a lot more than I thought it would have been. Two and a half million. Wow. And it made two hundred and five thousand back. Oh my god, <laughs> really? That's unfortunate. Yeah, but it is, I know it's called classic. I mean, it's it never takes itself seriously. Our our main actor, he plays it straight faced, but he you can tell is also having a lot of fun with it. His name is uh, James Lorenz. Uh, you may remember him from the seminal piece, the Jerky Boys movie. He was also in Street Trash and Robocop 3. So, uh, back to our story. Yeah, jumping back, let's talk about our, our protagonist. So, now Jeffrey's back with his mother, because, you know, the girlfriend's dead. He's no longer living with the girlfriend's family. Um, living with the, back with his mother. Uh, still working on his little eyeball brain. The mother also does not seem to be off-put or even concerned about it. It's just, it's just in a fish tank. With his goldfish off of the corner. No, she's looking right at it. She's talking to it at, yeah. at one point, yeah, it right? Yeah, doesn't bother her at all. In the fish tank. And then Jeffrey, you know, she's like, I'm worried about you, you all right? And he goes into this really long speech about how he's like spiraling into the void. It's like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm really going off the rails. I'm getting immoral. I don't know right from wrong, you know, like. Which I want to comment on that. I feel like if, if you can acknowledge to yourself, if you can admit to yourself that you don't know right from wrong, isn't that almost an admission that... that you're thinking wrongly? Well, in any court of law, <laughs> they, like, would say, they would say, uh, you, you're not insane, you understand that right. what you're doing is bad. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, in any court of law, you're right. They, they would say, no, if you can understand that you can't decipher good, because if you couldn't really decipher good from bad, you would think everything was good, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, So he can't distinguish that, can't and his mom, away from wrong. She, she's He's, okay with that. He's getting immoral. Well, you know, he goes to the speech. It's like a minute and a half of like, you know, yeah, you know, I just can't 
understand right from wrong anymore. I'm spiraling this void. I feel like I'm losing myself. You know, like the, some shit that would, would upset you as a mother, one would think. Yeah. And her response is, oh, you want a sandwich? We have egg salad in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the one we, we talked about it during the movie. It's like the most disgusting sandwich someone could offer you. Dude, if someone offered me an egg salad <laughs> sandwich, not only would I never speak to that person again, <laughs> I, may, I may invoke physical violence upon them. Wow. Don't, don't grab a hard-boiled <laughs> egg, slap some mayonnaise on it, and throw in some stale-ass wheat bread and offer it to me like you're being hostile, because you're being hostile. And as, well, especially as offering it as some kind of antidepressive. Like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm spiraling <laughs> off my coil. I don't know right from wrong. Well, you know what you need is a nice, crisp, cool, refreshing egg salad sandwich. Yeah, you need mayonnaise and eggs. Just get that in you, and you'll feel all right as rain. That's some motherly advice. She's a good mom. Yeah, yeah, she was. And then, do we even see her the rest of the movie? No. Also, I should prefix that Jeffrey, our anti-hero, whatever you want to call him, protagonist, uh, he works for the nuclear power plants, oh. but they casually make reference to how he was a doctor and he dropped out of medical school. Right. We never see him at work either. He's no. never at work. And he's wearing his outfit every once in a while. He's got like a onesie with a big light bulb on the back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the medical thing, um, I want to say this guy sounds like he's... You know, uh, Jersey street trash almost. He can he's barely very speak. very thick Jersey accent. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but he is, he's doing things that medical science has never seen. Yeah. So. But he also carries himself like he may need to read the instructions on how to make a Pop-Tart. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like, you know, it doesn't really. <sighs> he he's a, he's a contradictory kind of guy. It's, but you know, I also don't think anyone else could have pulled that role off. No, he, 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 makes he the played movie. it. Yeah, yeah, he did a really good job. It's just... And the, the other wonderful thing about him is he has no inner monologue. Everything he's thinking, he's saying out loud. This guy almost never stops talking. Very interesting choice of uh, narration. Yeah, really. Don't do a voiceover. Just have him say everything he's thinking out loud. Which that I'm way sure. there's, no, there's no question on what his motives are. <laughs> right, yeah. Two days. I gotta find her fresh parts in two days. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I just gotta relax. So, after speaking to his, his mother and, you know, really burying his soul about how horrible things are inside and, you know, he's, he's lost the love of his life, um, he, he retires to the garage where he has a full-on sci-fi laboratory. I gotta yeah. say, that's a laboratory, because, you know, if, if we're gonna have a mad scientist involved, it's a laboratory. <laughs> yeah, a laboratory. And he's got, like, the Tesla coils. It looks awesome. He's got, you know, like, the when you went to Spencer's Gift when you were a kid, they had that ball with the lightning the in lightning it. He's got ball. that crap. And, yeah. You know, it was pretty cool uh, set design. It really was. And we find that he has her head, hand, and foot in a percolating purple goo deep freezer type situation. It was what, an estrogen-based... Estrogen-based blood serum. Blood serum, Which will yeah. come back into play later. Yeah, and yeah, The fact that, a big way. that it's estrogen-based <laughs> actually, <laughs> believe it or not, has a huge effect. It does. It's very um, important to the yeah. blood. <laughs> so very you key. remember that. Estrogen-based blood serum. Remember that, everyone. So he's, he's got, got the got, foot and the which those were the only body parts. He's got he the could. foot, the hand, and the head. And he has it in this estrogen-based blood serum that's in what looks to be like a like a chest style freezer. But it's actually just like percolating goo, almost like a fish tank, and he's got all the parts and they're being preserved. Just a bubbling. So he's like, freezer. you know. He's looking at the, her head, he's telling her he loves her. He's just holding the head. And he's like, 
How do you feel about Italian tonight? So he's smash cut into him in a suit. He's at a, he's at a <laughs> table. He's got candles lit. Her it's got a nice white tablecloth table over it. It's <laughs> he's got uh, a nice Beaujolais, as he uh, makes it a point to say. Yeah. And uh, pizza. Hey, but he, does he get? I didn't. Even, I didn't see a pizza box. It looks like he he put it in some kind of glass. Uh, Containers? I don't really remember what containers and I just remember him just reaching out a frame and pulling out what looked to be a very obviously cold old piece of pizza. It was cold, yeah. He then proceeds to dump a bunch of wine down her decapitated head. So he has a discussion with her decapitated head about how there's a lightning storm coming shortly. Yes. And he needs to be ready. But he needs the parts. And he doesn't know where to get these parts. Right. In comes our first drill scene. Right, the drill. Now, this was one of the most bizarre... <laughs> bizarre and it happens a few times in the movie. Right, it's almost like, it's like a masturbatory sort of uh, activity for him. Yes. It's like, he, he fiends for it, and what he's doing is, and he says that he bore the hole out, right, in yeah. advance. So it's like he's been No, 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 he went, he went back into the hole. It's right, already bored out now. It sounds like, though, I got the vibe that it was like he's been working on this hole for no, a while, no, no, no. and now it's something he can just go right he, into it. He had that brain, and yeah. it had all these little toothpicks on it, it had all the different quadrants of the brain. He's like 22. Okay. And he goes in the first time, and apparently this makes him get ideas to yeah. do a, a DeWalt drill. And just continually spinning it while it's inside of and his skull. it was skull. great. Yeah. Um, so the first plan he comes up with is going down to the airports in a mechanic's outfit and stealing some stewardesses. And he's like, you know, no, that's not going to work. And that's when he says, all right, one more time. The hole's already bored because he yeah. went in oh, the first time. Oh, okay, that's, okay, yeah, yeah. That's when, ding, ding, ding. He comes, the, pulls a draw and he's like, wow, if I'm looking for female body parts, there's all kinds of women that are willing to sell their parts. Let's look at the streetwalkers. And that's, it's almost like a, a, a different voice. Once he drills himself, it's almost like there's a different voice speaking to him. It seems like his his uh, morality just gets kicked down a notch or two. He doesn't really seem to mind anymore that he's about to do some heinous shit. And there's no more real explanation to the drill than that, right? That's no. like, basically it's this thing. I think he, he uses it three separate times and that's as much information as you get as he's getting ideas out of it. Oh, we should also, uh, I, I meant to get this earlier, but got sidetracked. He works at the nuclear power plant, but how he knows how to do all this is he is a dropout from medical school. And how he covered all that was his mother simply says, why don't you go back to medical school? To which his response is, medical schools upset me, Ma. And then they never talk about that. <laughs> yeah, there's no other mention than that. Yeah. None. So, yeah. he finds himself a couple streetwalkers, and he tells them that he's got plenty of money. He needs some girls. He for shows. A party. He takes out a, a big wad of cash. Oh, a huge wad. Which, how he has his money. Oh, oh they the explain it. It was, what was it? Was it a Christmas He cleaned uh, out his Christmas club account. Christmas club account, yeah. What's a Christmas club? I get it's something you, you pay into all year and then then you got money at Christmas. Is, that's what I would assume it was. Yeah. So it's like having a savings account, but different. It's like you're you're saving money for uh, the Christmas presents. Your, your your trinkets at Christmas. I don't, I don't know. So, I have no. I've never heard of. So he takes his Christmas club money <laughs> for for some street walkers and uh, he explains them. You know, he pulls his wad of cash out, they freak out, start showing their tits, jumping in the car. Mm. He's like, I need more girls. I'm having a party. He explains that he's having a party for his brother. 
Which yes. I don't know where this story came from. No, he didn't even show up with anybody else to, to the actual party. Right. He was having this party for his brother. Wanted to get some girls. He needed he needed like six to eight of them. Yeah. So these ladies take him to meet their pimp. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. What's his name? Zero. Zorro. Zo oh, it's Zorro. Okay. Zorro. So like, like the fictional Mexican <laughs> sword fighter. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, I just got that. He marks them like Zorro. The circle with a Z. Oh my god, how did we not get that? I don't know. What he's referring to is all of Zorro's bitches, as he refers them to, <laughs> have a circle with a Z in it that he brands onto them, and that comes into play later. Because that, they're his property. That they're his women. They're his bitches, yeah. as he so says. Hey Zorro, what's up? Uh, just waiting for my bitches. They should be done in a few minutes. Oh, good! <laughs> but Zorro in this movie actually looks more like if you gave Tom Selleck a bunch of steroids, and he just spent like three years bench pressing a few of Skylark. <laughs> this dude, he is Huge. he is jacked, and he he's got the Selleck stash. He's got some gold. He's got a big Zorro medallion. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you know he's selling crack and pimping bitches. <laughs> Which his crack is is very uh, nicely packaged. Yeah, you know he, he puts takes, it in little uh, he capsules. Takes, he takes a lot of pride in his crack. Yeah, I've never seen crack look like that. Actually, have you seen a lot of crack? No, I haven't. I guess. I maybe, guess maybe, no. maybe, as far as I know, maybe it is. I'm just like every film I've ever seen. It's usually just a small bag. I don't of, think I've actually seen crack in real life. No. No. Um, I've seen a lot of drugs in real life, but I've never seen crack. So Zorro, it's like, yeah, you need some, you need some of my bitches. I got you. Uh, Jeffrey Franken uh, sees that he's also selling this crack and that all the hookers are going nuts for this crack. And he's like, how much is some of that? I want some. Yeah. Which the hooker that he picked up abandons him. At yeah, poor crack. She, she just, yeah, she gets the crack from Zorro and she leaves. Zorro, she introduces him to Zorro. Zorro gives her some crack. She goes around and smokes some crack. And him and Zorro quietly stroll five feet to the right to have a conversation in a bathroom that is just full of people smoking crack and fucking. <laughs> Everyone is smoking crack. Yeah, and fucking. And fucking. Right. Yeah. In that in weird, really in tiny dingy, <laughs> fucked up bar. Yeah. So, so he takes the crack home and he's like, you know what? I'm not sure I can kill these women. He's like, you know, they're already kind of killing themselves with this crack. So he gets the drill back out. Gets the drill. Comes up with another hole. great idea. <laughs> Super crack. Super crack, and that is the actual term used for the this drug. The actual term used is super crack. This super crack will get the job done a lot quicker. Which it looks like super crack. It's like when he starts off, those rocks are super tiny. It looks like white rock candy. Ridiculous. So he brews up super crack. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's not me that's killing them. I'm just simply presenting a lethal form of crack in their presence. And if they want to smoke it, that's on them. Yeah, it's their own decision. I mean, you know. Nothing unethical here. It's... No, the, the man just wanted to make up a nice new strain of crack for the <laughs> streetwalkers. He, he did it like right away. Like and it took night. him like, yeah, just one night he's got super crack. And so, you know what, they don't even mention like, is he taking shifts off at the power plant to work on all this bullshit? That's what I was saying. He's We never see him actually work. We only know that he has a job because of one line. <laughs> well, and, that, and the outfit. And the outfit with the thing. In the, yeah, in the okay. opening scene, he was wearing a, a work onesie. Yeah. It was like a, almost like a Michael Myers blue suit with a light bulb on the back. And it said Jersey Power or something like that. So we're, it's, <laughs> it's the next day. 
Yeah. Jeffrey goes to meet these ladies. He's got his bag full of super crack and money. Mm -hmm. And he decided to dress like a doctor for some odd reason. He's got, I love, he has the old fashioned uh, doctor reflector mirror. Yeah, on, on his top. head. He's yeah. got the stethoscope, mm -hmm. white coat. He's got himself a nice clipboard. I feel like if you're not you're not a doctor until you get yourself a nice clipboard. Which he doesn't abandon like any of this any of any of this equipment through this entire scene. And this entire scene he made wears everything. One of the more ridiculous scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the one that people normally talk about when they when they talk about Frank. This in the end. So he uh, he's talking to the ladies. He's like, I need to inspect you. I need to find the perfect woman. And, and they tell him he's going to get a discount when he picks because he, he, is he knows Zorro's good friend. Yeah. Right. Which Zoro and him only met once. They met once over a drug deal. And that... It's no, like, uh, well, he just eventually kind of bought drugs off of me. He, he was meeting about ladies. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's true. ladies like this drug. He went there for ladies and he left with a bag of crack. Yeah, he went there for ladies, left with a bag of crack. It happens to us all. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there, right? It was the last time. You know, I, I've gone to the bar for ladies before, and you know, I just came back with a big, just Ziploc bag of Well, crack. if you don't score any ladies, you gotta leave yeah, score the crack. crack. It's, yeah, it's just common sense, duh. So he's inspecting the ladies. It's just, it's just long montage. He's, you know, it'll be like a close-up of a butt, and he's looking at it through a microscope or a step, uh, micro magnifying glass, and then put like a check mark on it. These were some of the most like tasteless, ridiculous nude shots I've ever seen yet. Just like close and they were some shabby-looking women. I love when they show they show just the crotch of a woman wearing like a, a like her underwear, uh -huh. but it's there, there's tons of stubble and just like it looks and like a really weird awkwardly placed lipstick or lipstick tattoo. Y yeah, yeah, it's just it's right so right by her groin. And then they cut immediately after to her face because she's doing some which dance. isn't any better. So the lady uh, Zoro's downstairs waiting to collect the ladies that he doesn't pick for his party. Uh, the ladies are getting frustrated. He decides he can't pick one. They want their money. He's like, "Oh, you want your money? Is this all you want? You want your money?" And throws them the bag of money. Right. Well, what else is in the bag of money? Right, the big bag of crack. The big bag of super crack. So these girls find this shit and they start freaking out like a five-year-old that you just gave like 48 pixie sticks through an ID to. <laughs> I mean, they're just they were they jumping around, having turn the radio life. on. There's crack falling on the ground. It's just like a montage. <laughs> I, these girls, entire this entire scene, have been in like lingerie or bra panties, if not less. If not less. And then out of nowhere, they have like the big bubble crack vials. They and... all take out their crack pipe. It just cuts to a shot where you see one crack pipe, right? And then it's yeah. just crack pipe, crack pipe, crack pipe. All nine of these girls are just smoking this crack, and they're they're they're. <laughs> Pin Jeffrey down, and he's all, oh, it'll kill you, it'll kill you, don't do that. Yeah. And yeah. Then we... Which is insane because, well, what? That's it. The whole intention of making the super crack was to kill these hookers. But he, he decided he couldn't go through. I think that's what he, he had, like, he's entered a moral quandary where he didn't yeah. know if. He just uh, needed his drill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he needed he his drill. drill. Which you to, think uh... that would be part of the kit that he brought along with him because he uh, fiends no. for that drill. And the crack, I want to say, I never saw them actually fit the super crack into one of the yeah, pipes. Yeah, they couldn't fit because it was so big. It's a giant, <laughs> They were comically trying to jam them into these crack stems. <laughs> totally and wouldn't fit. And they, but they somehow do, and they smoke it, and... They start exploding. And yeah. when I say exploding, I don't mean like, and splat. Um, we're talking like fireworks exploding where there's sparks. You hear that sound, that bobber market? It's like an electric explosion. Yeah, like it's it, it yeah. shooting sparks everywhere. Body parts are flying all around. At one point, 
They take a severed leg and chuck it across the room with a camera attached to the back of it. It looks so cool. I would, if I were him, I would have sped up that shot a little bit because it goes. It's really slow. Oh, <laughs> like, that, I thought it was breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it really it was tear inducing. It was very cool. I said I would have sped it up a bit. So the, all the ladies are exploring, exploding. Zoro is downstairs, pissed off. Where's my bitches? He's trying to keep his pip hand strong. Talking you know? to the weird uh, motel manager. Yeah, he was really weird. He was. He's a cool dude. So <laughs> I like him. He's cool. So uh, he goes running up the stairs and starts pounding on the door. What's going on in there? And you can hear all the bottle rockets and weird explosions going on. So he decides to smash the door in. And as he smashes the door in, the last hooker explodes. And it's a shot of her head spiraling right. towards him, clunks him in the head with a comedic <laughs> sound, and he slow motion flies in the wall, and it doesn't show him again for a little bit after that. You just right. assume he's knocked out. And then we go to Jeffrey making an escape at the fire escape with two trash bags full of parts, dressed like a doctor, with a goddamn severed hooker leg over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one says nothing. No, they don't. The head lands, yeah, right in the trash can. Yeah. Uh, on the street. People are walking by. No one's Well, and then, and then he loads all the body parts up into his car and drives home, and it goes to the back of the car, and it's just trash bags and body parts hanging out of the back of the car. Yeah. But you think it's like, why just, if you're just going to have them that visible, just stick them in the back seat. Yeah. Then you can keep your trunk closed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you might not even lose as many parts. You might not lose, yeah. Yeah. yeah you might not lose anything Which at that I point. didn't even think about that. How many yeah. parts do you think he lost? He, he probably left a trail back to his house. So we get back into his garage. Now he's got all the body parts uh, separated. And the first thing you see is he pulls up a surgical tray full of boobs. Right. Yeah. Just chopped off tits. It's just a giant platter of tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, he's got all, and you know, uh, off the left, he has a trash can that just has like like 30 legs hanging out of it. I love that. Yeah. There's a bin full of heads in the back. A shopping cart full of something. You remember he's pushing the cart around? Yeah, there's a shopping cart. Just full, it's full of body parts. Yeah, just parts, yeah. So he starts picking out his parts and he dumps all the rest into the, uh, into the cooler full of uh, estrogen-based blood serum. Gets her all sewn together, yeah. and then uh, the lightning storm comes. He raises her up right out of the roof, which opens up, which again, the name The roof opens notice. up of the garage. Yeah. A dead body on a slab attached to a giant, what looks to be like a, like a, like a lightning conductor. Yeah. Goes raising into the sky and struck by lightning, and it starts glowing. <laughs> so she comes back down, and she's standing on top of the gurney now. He's like, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, are you alive? And pulls the sheet off of her and, you need some money? You want a date? You looking yeah. for some action? Right. She's, one after another, you flying. She's retained the personality yeah. of the prostitutes. Of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. The, she the, said, yeah, she says lines, she's saying lines that the prostitute said to him earlier. Yeah. Now, her, her forearm is a different color. It's like black. Her head is like pale white. Her chest yeah. is like a tan white. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, obvious seams on seams. everything that's all sewn Sutures. together. She's got uh, Frankenstein lifts in her shoes for some reason. There's the big black shoes. Once she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She knocks Jeffrey to, uh, out and she breaks out and gets on the subway? Yeah, and just starts trolling, like right away. Yeah, yeah. Just starts trolling. You want a date? Yeah. Got some money? Yeah. Looking for some action? Right. And she picks up who? Uh, the director. Yeah, which uh, is uh, 
What's his Frank name? Frank Henenleiter. Okay. Uh, for his little fun little cameo in this movie as a John. Oh, yes, God, yes, yes, take me, yes. Takes her back to the same apartment or the same hotel where all the hookers exploded like the night before. Yeah. They just go one room over. You know, he thinks he's hit the jackpot. He's gonna get this lady. They go up to the room. He ends up exploding her with her, her vagina, or exploding him with her vagina. Because it seems as though when uh, when anyone touches her. In a sexual manner. Is that what, and do you think that's because that, that gets her? No, no, well, the only people that died from the electricity were the people that, like the one guy that had sex with the director, he blew up, and then uh, the guy that tried going down on her at the bar. It seems like the people, it took a minute, right, for yeah. it to happen. But once it does happen, they're electrocuted, there's electricity that shoots out of their mouths. And, and then they blow up everywhere just, and just like the hookers did. Just like the hookers did. But this yeah. time from electricity, not super cracked. So they blow up once she touches them or has sex with them. Yeah. Or they're touching her in a prolonged manner or whatever it is. They blow up and uh, she just laughed, right? After yeah. he blows up, the director? Yeah, she didn't. I mean, she's holding his head and he, has, he delivers like a comedic line. I forget exactly what she says. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, that was explosive or something like that. She's holding his severed head. After yeah, his severed head. This, yeah. And she oh. just drops it and leaves. Yeah, she leaves and then she walks into a bar? She walks into the bar that Zorro was in earlier. Right. Where he conducts his business and sells his crack and bitches. He's yeah. uh, lamenting for his ladies at the bar. He's drowning himself in some alcohol. Yeah. And here he sees this this um, woman walk in and she's got the Zorro brand on her arm that his bitches normally do. Right. So he's just like, I don't recognize her. Right, yeah. Because it's the head of the girlfriend. So she ends up meeting this, uh, what I can only describe as a Puerto Rican human version of Pepe Le Pew. This guy is like overtly, grossly sexual to her and yeah. like not much conversation. Just, then he tries going down on her under a table and she explodes yeah. in the middle of the bar. And, he explodes. Yeah, he explodes in the middle of the bar going down on her. That's when Zorro comes running up. Like, who are you? You're part of my bitches. You know, I, I, I recognize that tattoo. Who are you? And yeah. he punches her in the head. Her head comes off and is like hanging down the back of her and lightning comes shooting out and explodes the bar. Yeah, it's just hanging by a thread of skin. And how does she get out of there? I don't remember. Uh, Jeffrey catches back up to her. Okay. He comes in the bar? Yeah, I remember okay. uh, he's looking for her and he runs into a street... Oh, Preacher. that's right. Who that guy's awesome. That, he, that you know, he's a uh, the end is nigh kind of guy, and yeah. he's like, so you've seen her, and she's like, she's in the bar. She's in the bar. God bless. She's in the bar. Yeah. So he goes to the bar. Her head's hanging off. Everyone's blowing up. There's electricity going everywhere. He reattaches her head, takes her back to the garage. He's attempting to. Get her personality um, back and get the hooker's personality out. And he while, wants his girlfriend back. While he's having a dialogue with her, in walks Zorro. Behind him, yeah. with a machete. With chops machete. his head off. In one swoop. One foul swoop. Just, yeah. <laughs> just chops Jeffrey's head off. He's done. Yeah. So at that point, the um, the freezer full of the remaining hooker parts. Hooker parts falls over. So it's, yeah, so it's tipping and ebbing. It's and shaking and it's showing that there's there's some commotion going on from with that. Yeah, and, and it tips, purple liquid goes all over, and what comes spilling out? Um, these weird mutants that have somehow fused together with a part, like one is, so it's feet with an upside down torso attached to it, boobs and all, and then a the mouth? vaginas, the mouth? 
Yeah. And then there's another one that's a head, and it's got arms and legs. And I think, you know, there was like a couple other little weird oddities that came out. And then there was, you know, just a mess of body parts. And they dragged Zoro into the freezer. As Zoro is getting dragged into the freezer, his crack falls out of his pocket. And before the freezer closes, a woman's hand comes out and she's like, anyone got a stem? And takes the crack and slams shut. That's the last you see of Zoro. Is that the line? Anyone yes. Got a stem? Anyone got a stem? <laughs> so you start, it goes to black, and you start hearing Jeffrey, Jeffrey, woman's voice. Jeffrey opens his eyes. In the and, hazy, it's kind of. And there's the Frankenhooker standing for him, and she's dressed like the doctor now. She's got the headpiece, and she's got the stethoscope and the coat. Yeah. And, uh,. He's like, what happened? She's like, well, your friend Zoro came to see you and there wasn't anything left to be here but your head. He's like, I, I was going to attach you to another guy, but since your, your estrogen-based blood serum is estrogen-based, I could only use female parts. Because it's estrogen-based! So, so he looks great. down and he's got a fat set of knockers and a vagina now. <laughs> And he's freaking out, and that is how the movie ends. It ends with him going, uh, 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 Where did I get uh, these boobs? And then he's, uh, 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 and Yeah, right face to black or something on him just... And then, the and then the credits roll. Yeah, yeah. That's how it ends. Yeah. So, you know, uh, maybe he was trying to set it up for a bride or husband of uh, Frankenhooker instead of bride of Frankenstein. Which, what would their goal have been in the sequel? I don't know, but I would have I paid good money to see it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how much fun I had with today's movie. Uh, it's been a long time favorite of mine. If it, uh, if, if that, if that were made today, he would have been able to make a, a sequel through Kickstarter or something. Probably. Um, crowdfunding. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a great then, flick. I don't think he, he, you'd even be able to make a movie like that today. It just wouldn't yeah. be the same. There's still a market for that, though. It's, I, I understand there's a market for the subject matter. I'm talking about like its charm. Its charm, laid in its practical effects and so much so in the performance of uh, uh, James Lawrence as uh, Jeffrey and it is like constant outer dialogue and uh, he's very uh, has a very thick New Jersey accent yeah so like when he's doing all this medical stuff oh look at the boobs over here <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like not for nothing but I'm gonna sew you together you know <laughs> not for nothing not for nothing but you know we gotta we gotta fix this sorry right? I want my girl back she got all tied up by the lawnmower you know what I'm saying <laughs> it, yeah it definitely had an, an extra level of charm to it I'm it, surprised he wasn't in like Adidas pants and a wife beater the whole movie <laughs> but you know I mean all in all I, I really love this movie yeah, no, it was fun, man. I had really, I had really fun time watching it. I was really blown away that it seemed like it was just there. There was not an ounce of anything that wasn't needed, and it was the perfect amount of time. Yeah, it, it's a trim uh, running time. You know, I think it's like an hour and fifteen, hour twenty minutes. It's great. Uh, there's no real filler. It's very no. straightforward. Uh, it's fun. It doesn't take itself seriously. There is no filler. I don't think there's anything no. really added in there. But if you took anything out, it wouldn't be the same movie. It's, it wouldn't. It's perfect. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know how DVDs always have the, the critical acclaims on them? Yeah. You know, it'll be like Roger Ebert says this, or, you know, Roper says this. Yeah. This one has one on it, and it's from Bill Murray, and it says, if you only see one movie in your lifetime, make sure it's Frankenhooker. From Bill Murray? From Bill Murray. It's right wow. the cover. Yeah. Very cool. How did they get that quote? Uh, I believe him and Hen Lloyd are friends. Okay. Wow. So I think out of, out of five... Uh, we'll call it super crack vials. 
Okay, how to five super crack. Are we doing vials or bags? Let's do bags. Bags of super crack for stars. Big bags of super crack. I'm gonna give it, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll call our eyeball brain a half star. I'm gonna give it four bags of super crack and one eyeball brain. I'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of five. Wow. I loved it that much. Wow, that's a high rating. Yes. All right, um, in my first time, I had fun. I think I'm gonna give it uh, three uh, crack bags. I'm gonna give it a half, uh, uh, what was it, a half? Uh, a half uh, eyeball brain. Eyeball brain, half an eyeball brain. So 3.5. 3.5 for my score. I, I thought they were, um, I'm, I'm torn almost too, because I want to give I want to give it a solid four almost. You know what? Fuck that. Erase that score. I'm giving it a solid four crack bags. Boom. I like it. Yeah. No, you, no, no need to bring the brain into this. You can yeah, leave the brain out. I'm leaving them out. Yeah. I'm leaving them in just because I want I want to say these are the kind of movies I I live for. Is just crap for the sake of being crap, where they just have fun with it. Yeah. They know what it is. They don't try to sugarcoat it or make it. You know, like yeah. take it seriously. It's just, right. it's just like we're gonna make a crappy movie for people who enjoy crappy movies. We're gonna make it as over the top and fun as humanly possible for the viewer. Right. My, my total, my score to ninety percent of that comes from pacing. It, yeah. It's just, it is so perfectly paced. Uh, I'm curious. I, I'd like to see some of his documentaries. Uh, we are definitely gonna do uh, another Head and Loiter movie uh, sooner or later. We have it in the pile as, as Brain Damage. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen Brain Damage, it is just as just as insane. Which I uh, he is seen not. Yet. I'm looking forward to that. I don't I know hope. what we're gonna be back with next week, but we'll make sure it's something fun. So uh, from here, uh, from us here at the campfire. Yeah. Uh, you fun guy, uh, people out there watching. I don't have my skull mug today, but I will still clink you, sir. Cheers. Thank you for the great discussion. See you next time, guys. See you next time.